Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, I welcome back the awesome, wonderful, fantastic John Ingham, Director at the Strategic HR Academy, analyst, trainer, keynote speaker, and consultant on people and digital transformation in the future of work. John is also the author of The Social Organization. We'll be talking a bit about that in today's conversation, along with a whole bunch of other things. Hey, John, welcome back to the pod. Brilliant to be back with you, Bill. Uh, really enjoyed the last conversation. Can't believe it was three years ago. Uh, doesn't time fly? So it has been uh, over three years, John, since we last spoke mm. on the show. Please reintroduce yourself to uh, to our listeners and tell them about the John Ingham Strategic HR Academy. Well, I, I, I've worked previously as an HR director, but most of my career has been in consulting, uh, in technology, change management, HR. Uh, leading up to the pandemic was doing well in fact for about 10 years prior to the pandemic was doing an increasing amount of face-to-face training uh, on uh, new innovative strategic HR topics which obviously all stopped Uh, so uh, I've spent uh, yeah I, I guess sort of almost three years also uh setting up a digital academy uh, less well known than a few others that you might have heard of. I'm sure you have, uh, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, basically, have been translating all of the content and insight that I used to provide uh, in a classroom uh, onto a digital platform. Uh, I run study groups there as well, so they're very sort of um, uh, people oriented, spending time with practitioners, talking about the course content, not just providing uh, a, a sort of standard course information. Um, still not that well known, uh, but lots of great uh, insight, and uh, we've had a couple of hundred people involved now, and uh, yeah, feedback tends to be really good. So uh, that's uh, my main focus alongside yeah, continuing to write and speak and do other things about the future of HR, work, organizations, and so on. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Okay, so you're still in early stages. People are still hearing about the Academy for the first time, perhaps. What are are the aspirations? What, What are the hopes for in a couple of years' time, John? To sort of carry on doing what I'm doing, uh, to keep it up to date, because I think HR is changing at an ever faster rate. I suppose from a personal perspective, I'll be spending a little bit less time doing promotion and more time supporting people in the academy. So yeah, the last three years has mainly been setting up the digital side of it. Uh, that was a big learning curve for me. Um, doing lots of promotion, getting all of the course material into the academy, promoting and running study groups. Uh, Most of the content is there now. Uh, There'll still be an ongoing demand to update that um, on a fairly regular basis. But now I can move more into uh, uh, running study groups. So it's it's just uh, getting more more people in and and helping uh, more practitioners take 
benefits of the the insights that exist um and all of that insight you know i mean it's so it's 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 based uh, you know i spend lots of time out with hr people at conferences and so on so it's about my learning from uh, other commentators and practitioners and organizational case studies uh, and it's also based upon my own insight you know as an hr director as an hr consultant uh, as an author as a co-author with dave Ulrich and so on it's uh yeah, so it's 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 both about providing um, lots of information about new opportunities of doing particular things in HR better, uh, but it's all um, supported by my own insight as well. So there's yeah, there's a lot of great uh, opportunity provided in the academy that people don't really get anywhere else. You know, I mean, I try to summarise quite a lot of it on LinkedIn and so on. Uh, but, uh, you know, each of the courses are sort of 10, 12, 14 hours of content, plus all of the discussion as well. Um, uh, you know, again, not as well known as others, uh, not as professional. You know, it is just me talking as I am doing now uh, in, in front of a, web, a, a webcam. Um, but we go a lot deeper into uh, particular areas of content and application in particular organizations and practitioners can do that with me you know it's not just that they're, they're not just listening to a video there you know I'm providing um, sort of personal guidance and support as well so uh, I'm pretty pleased um, but yeah it's still early days. Now John you recently presented a session on HR Tech for today's people-centric world delivered for Zoho People Plus at the HR Technologies UK conference in that there London town. Tell me about the session and some of the hoped for learning outcomes. Well, as I was saying, so I, I, you know, I used to be a technology consultant, so coming into HR, kept an interest in technology. Um, you know, I've been out to the LRP conference in Las Vegas lots of times, Unleash. Uh, we're speaking at HR, HR Tech Toronto a couple of years ago. Um, and I suppose my key insight around technology in HR is, yes, there's lots of new things we can do within HR itself. But the biggest uh, opportunity to me is always, you know, if, if HR is changing, the rest of the business is changing. Um, how do we keep HR aligned with what's happening in the rest of the organization, the rest of the business? That to me is almost always a bigger challenge than using new technologies within HR itself. Um, and the key shift in HR organizations business, as far as I'm concerned, you know, my belief of what we've experienced over the last three years uh, during and post the pandemic is a lot more people centricity. And I know that's being challenged at the moment with layoffs in technology sectors and so on. Uh, but I still think the world has changed and organizations that compete and succeed in the future will be those that treat their people more like their external customers. So I've it, 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 um, in LinkedIn, I, I have a newsletter focused on multi-sided HR, the idea that uh, HR and organizations need to support, align with, inform the business, but also help people meet their own personal needs from their employment as well. Um, and if that's the biggest change in the business, the biggest opportunity and requirement in technology, as far as I'm concerned, is to echo that and to develop new technologies that enable HR to meet people's needs. Um, so I first talked about this at uh, actually it was a technology conference in Delhi, Next HR, 
uh, and then um, did a, a shorter summary of it at the new HR Technologies Conference in London uh, yeah, a couple of months ago. And um, that was sort of a, a outlining you know, that idea that we need to pay attention to what's happening in the business, that businesses are increasingly people-centric. And if we take a look at the technology we need to enable HR to do things differently, uh, to meet people's needs as well as businesses' needs, then I think we come up with a whole new um, set of technologies that we need to invest in or te- the, the, the same technologies perhaps, but managed in a different way or used in a different way. Um, so I think I, um, uh, let me see if I can remember. I was asked for a couple of examples. Uh, I talked about recognition systems, uh, but recognizing people based upon their own personal objectives rather than things they've done for the business. Uh, I was talking about personal performance management systems that people could manage and maintain throughout their careers uh, and uh, systems that would enable people to support each other across the organizational network. You know, so somebody's looking for mentoring in a particular area and there's somebody else who's got a skill and, you know, how do we connect those people better together? Um, so it's not, yeah, it's not a completely new agenda, but it's a significant tweak to, I think, uh, what most people are are saying or perhaps what most HR practitioners are looking at from their technology choices at the moment. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the HR Chat Show. IEA Training provides professional development to a changing workforce with changing needs, and we're proud to support this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. IEA offers lots of courses, webinars, and on-demand training to meet our students where they are and help them reach their goals. We're proud of our contribution to better risk analysis and high operating standards in the industry. Learn more at ieatraining.org. And now, back to the conversation. John, in a 2023 post on on your website, you offer your four T's, four, way, four ways to engage business leaders in strategic and people-centric HR. See, I do do my homework ahead of these yeah. interviews. Um, although, listeners, I didn't actually tell uh, John that I was thinking about making this into an interview until about two hours before our scheduled call. So he's a bit of a he's a bit of a trooper for doing it. Um, tell us about those. Uh, tell us about those four T's, John. Yes. Okay. So look, this is this is work in progress. Uh, but I, I do. I mean, clearly. Um, it, 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 I mean, I don't do any trainings on stakeholder management, but in all of the different sessions that I do, clearly I talk about how do you engage business leaders around these new opportunities and, and, and to uh, get them to sort of go with HR and to sort of progress beyond established, established best practices. Um, so these four T's I've come up with, and and, and that is, um, I'd, well, if any of your listeners have, have got any ideas for a better acronym, I'd, uh, I'd love to hear one because they're not really four T's. But anyway, um, so the first T is tell um, or explain. So explain to business leaders what strategic and people-centric HR looks like. Uh, and, you know, I offer a, a, a number of different models. Uh, you know, I use a sort of value chain model for a lot of my work uh, to show how HR's, HR's activities align with um, outcomes, uh, traditionally outcomes in the business, but increasingly outcomes for people as well, uh, and how those lead on to business impacts um, and how H, those outcomes can both support but also inform 
the, the business impact. So, you know, for me, strategic HR isn't just about supporting the business, but it's offering new opportunity of the business. So, so that's the tell. That's explaining how all of that works. Uh, and obviously, the um, the solution to that is to give. Well, the the solution for HR people is clearly to buy a copy of my book, the social organization that you were referring to, or to come on the academy or so on. And um, possibly not actually that for business leaders, because yeah, my book is an HR book. Uh, I, I often recommend one written by McKinsey uh, called Beyond Performance that talks about a capability called organizational health, uh, which is still pretty much the, the same type of outcomes I talk about, but it's written in business language. Um, so for me, a really good way into working with business leaders about strategic HR is to buy them that book and then book a meeting in, in their uh, diary for a couple of weeks later and say, look, I, I want to come back and talk to you about how I can create organization health for you. So that's tell. Uh, the second T is the one that isn't really a T, uh, is, is stealth. Um, so uh, capital S, but also capital T, which is the bit that doesn't quite work in the model, but there you go. Um, but stealth is a, a very popular uh, approach undertaken by lots of HR directors, uh, which is you know not to bother to try to explain to business leaders what we're trying to do from a strategic HR perspective, but just to do it. And then when H when business leaders come back to HR and say, look, you know, you're doing all these really strange things these days. What's going on? Uh, yeah, that's then an opportunity to explain. Ah, oh, well, that's strategic HR. Um, it sounds a bit odd, but it's it's it, it, yeah, lots and lots of leading HR directors I think do take that approach, and and it works. It can work really well. Uh, I think the other two are possibly uh, uh, more useful, however. So the third T is together. Uh, and this is simply getting, well, I shouldn't say simply, but it's getting business leaders together in a room with perhaps an HR team uh, to work through what a people strategy will look like, aligning with supporting and informing what the business is trying to do. And again, I have a couple of tools and models and frameworks that I go through in the academy. Uh, but if people do a Google search for John Ingham, uh, value chain, value triangle, value matrix, those are basically the tools that I use. Um, and, uh, you know, I can either facilitate HR teams or the HR director can facilitate their team and the business leaders to use this framework to plot out what they're going to do strategically, um, which you know, works a lot better than trying to tell business leaders what strategic HR looks like because they, they've seen it, you know, they've been involved in it, they've co-created it, uh, and it stops all of this uh, ongoing you know, carping HR because the business was in the room when HR developed the, the people's strategy. Um, so that's the third T. And then the fourth, I think, is just to develop trust, you know, focus on relationships, uh, to be seen as a, uh, you know, a, a valuable adv advisor to the, to the business, uh, you know, someone who can be a business person, but has got something else as well, uh, who is a, a, a people person, an organization person, someone who has a additional insight that the rest of the business leaders don't have and can provide strategic insight based upon that distinct perspective. Um, and, you know, if you can develop that trust, if you develop the right relationships, then it, it, the rest of the, 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 the thing isn't a problem. You, you just go and say, look, I want a bit of time to talk about strategic HR and your business leaders just say, yeah, come on, let's grab a coffee and you can tell me all about it. Um, so that's probably the most powerful. But, you know, lots of HR practitioners, well, I was going to say struggle, but 
um, <laughs> lots of business leaders, uh, I think, um, are reluctant to develop the right relationships with HR that would be valuable for them. You know, a lot, a lot of HR people, I think, do the right things to have great relationships. Um, but if somebody doesn't want a relationship, you can't sort of force them to do it. Um, but one of those four or, 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 you know, or multiples of those four, uh, I think those are the four key opportunities that we need to focus on. Once in a while, an event series is born that shakes things up. It makes you think differently and it leaves you inspired. That event is Disrupt HR. The format is 14 speakers, five minutes each, and slides rotate every 15 seconds. If you're an HR professional, a CEO, a technologist, or a community leader and you've got something to say about talent, culture, or technology, Disrupt is the place. It's coming soon to a city near you. Learn more at disrupthr.co. Don't worry, listeners, if you didn't jot down everything there, I'm sure we'll have some links in the show notes so you can learn more. Um, okay, I'm going to switch up the pace now, as I often do in these interviews, John, and I'm going to challenge you for the next few questions to answer in X. Okay, so for the first one, um, in 90 seconds or less, let's talk about your book, uh, The Social Organization. In it, you explain that creating a social organization requires a strategic, people-centric approach to organizational development. What are some of the steps, John, that leaders should take to better align functions such as sourcing, recruitment, learning, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and the use of digital technologies? Um, but can you give that to us in 90 seconds or less? Go. Of course I can. In particular, because I've already I mean, it, it, it is based upon what I've previously been saying. So uh, it, it starts with focusing on the right outcomes or organizational health or people capabilities, whatever you call it. Uh, traditional HR has focused on creating human capital uh, or the quality, the value that people provide. But increasingly, the most important uh, capability in an organization is social capital. It's the value of the connections, relationships, conversations taking place between people. Uh, and if you, in that value chain I mentioned previously, if you start to align HR practices more with social capital rather than human capital, it's just very clear that a lot of what we currently do doesn't create the right outcomes, which are most important in today's world. Um, so uh, performance management, reward, for example, you know, most of what we do in those areas are designed to create the value of individual people, which is great. We do need to do that. But if what you're trying to do is to create the value of teams and communities and networks, um, I, I, yeah, ratings and rankings and so on really don't help with that. Uh, and individual bonuses uh, get in the way as well. So, um, the, 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 I mean, the, there's, there's nothing, there's no rocket science behind it. It's just starting with the right outcomes and trying to work out what will provide those and being willing to depart from best practices and identify something which is best fit for your own particular organization. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. In 60 seconds or less, what's your take? <laughs> what's your take on generative AI, John, and, and how it's going to shake up the HR function over the next few years? Uh, oh, yeah, Bill, give me 60 seconds. That's an easy one. <laughs> no, I, I can do that. Um, uh, deep and unknowable, or at least I don't know. Um, uh, uh yeah huge um yeah let, let, let's play with it let's experiment let, 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 let's see what develops but um uh, you know i i certainly wouldn't uh um 
suggest that I know what the future is going to look like, other than, again, the thing which I already mentioned, again, for me, and maybe AI will be different, but in the past, I've always believed that the biggest impact on technology for HR is the technology used in the business and then HR aligning with that. So absolutely, I'd be experimenting with with AI in HR, but I'd be paying even more attention to how AI is changing the business I'm operating within and what that means for how HR needs to adjust to help the business be successful. That for me is always the most important thing. Assuming that HR will have time to adjust if if it's uh, not a case that the AI starts taking over, John. Well, uh, but yeah. that's another discussion, isn't it? Um, okay, so what's coming up for you in the next six to 12 months? Have you got any events coming up, book releases, other announcements? I'll, I'll be continuing to uh, speak at conferences, uh, particularly in the UK, but around the world as well. Um, books. Uh, let's see. It's sort of five or six years since the last one, so I'm I'm, I'm sort of getting to the point. Um, I, I I tend to take about ten years between a book, so uh, yeah, I, I need to start thinking about what the next one's going to be. But it won't be out for a little bit of time. Um, I need to make the academy work. You know, I mean, that's that's the big opportunity for me. I think it's a big opportunity for HR practitioners as well. Uh, the contents there, the standing up the standard operating procedures in place the technology is a lot more stable than it was uh, yeah i i'd, I'd like uh, to find ways of encouraging more hr practitioners to join uh, so that the um the, the value the insight that i believe i can provide is is experienced more widely that, that, that's my my big focus excellent and just finally for today john um how can our listeners find all of your cool tiktok videos no, no, no. How, how can they how, how can they connect with you? Uh, is that LinkedIn? Is that email? Please share the best ways to do that. Yeah, I, I really just do LinkedIn these days. Uh, I used to be spend a lot of time on Twitter, but um, I I don't I don't think the platform um, yeah is is very good these days. Um, so I, I hang out on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't produce a huge huge amount of content, but I'm I'm, I'm always available for conversation there. Uh, I do have a, a newsletter I mentioned previously on multi-sided or both strategic and people-centric HR. Um, so please check me out on LinkedIn uh, and subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, and if you want to sort of get more in-depth, uh, the Academy is at John Ingham. So that's just uh, John, J-O-N, John Ingham dot Academy. Um, and uh, you'll find lots of information about the the various learning opportunities which are available in the Academy there. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, John, thank you for returning to the show. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. I appreciate you being my guest today. Uh, Thank you for your time, Bill. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette? And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.